0: Welcome to Waiting for a Review, a show that follows the journeys of two iOS developers. I'm Dave Knott, an iOS developer from Devon, England.
1: And I'm Dave Wood, an iOS developer in Wellington, New Zealand. Join us as we discuss the development, code and
0: technology of our journeys.
1: So, this week the new iPhone came out, the 8 and the 8 Plus. Um, Dave, I gather you went down to an Apple store and checked check them out.
0: Yeah, I went down uh, yesterday. So what, that'd be Saturday the twenty third. So yeah, the main the main motivation behind going was I I wanted some sort of hands on time with the eight and eight plus, and um, yeah, they had the new Apple TV there and a few other bits like that, which was cool as well. Um, but the, the eight was the main motivation, and I was pretty impressed. I I loved the glass back on the phone that that was that was the big standout point for me it felt very um very reminiscent of the iphone 4 which yep. i for me that was kind of the the peak of the iphone design for me i, I thought that was fantastic i still think we're going to look back on kind of the six era and to date really as kind of the weaker point in in the design um possibly slightly controversial to say that but given, <laughs> given that even the 10 is kind of following that that look and feel that's continued on into that um yeah yeah it's okay but I, I really did like the iphone 4 and and the 5 that followed um maybe a little bit less on the 5 but the, but the glass back that was a really great addition to to the to the phone it felt like i could use it caseless for once which was a big deal for me um right i'm guessing you use a case on your phone
1: Yep. yeah yeah i do um just one too many near misses <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm the same with my iphone 6 i mean it's it's borderline like a bar of soap trying to hold that phone it's it's horrendous and yeah it's always i it's always just struck me as odd that we buy these phones because in the product shots they look so amazing and apple spent so long designing them in meticulous detail and then we go and wrap them in these obscene lumps of silicon or or whatever and it's it's kind of all lost except for the the glass front and it it, just seems a little bit backwards to me so i'm i'm thinking yeah whatever i get 10 8 8 plus they've all got the glass backs now um so i'm thinking whichever way i go at the moment kind of leaning more 10 i suppose more on that later, perhaps. Um, but I'll probably go caseless. <laughs> I think I'll go caseless right. at least at least in the beginning. I mean, I went caseless initially with my six, and that lasted about three days. So I'm hoping I can I can beat that. <laughs> at least.
1: <laughs> oh no! I ended up with a um, a case on my seven um, that was actually given to me at the Apple Store because it was um, it was the launch of the um oh, the upgrade program. And I went to go onto the onto that and the systems were down. So signing me up took the best part of about forty, fifty minutes or so in the store as the system just kept crashing on the poor guy trying to help sort of get everything set up. Oh no. Uh yeah, and they um they actually they gave me a case um as sort of means to apologize for the sort of delay in the store and this, that and the other. Um because I you know I I really wasn't too fussed. I had time to spare and everything else. Um, And I could sort of see how awkward it was being for them. Um, But they sort of said, oh, you've been really patient. Um, Would you like to pick a case? Uh, So (laughs) I had a case from day one with with the 7. And it's actually the first proper Apple case that I've ever ended up with on a phone as well. And I probably wouldn't have bought it for myself because I sort of kind of begrudge... Um, some of the prices that Apple charge. Yeah, they're a lot um, of money. On the cases. Yeah, and it, it comes down to that feeling as well of like, you know, if I'm buying the case for a phone, it's because I think I'm going to, to drop it and break it or it's really scuffable. And part of me just, I don't know, I guess I don't necessarily feel like the phone should need it. And so I don't really want to necessarily buy the Apple one because of that. Uh, but this this has been great um and i can can totally see uh why the apple cases are actually you know kind of worth the money um to some degree it's it's fit the phone and it's it's still rocking um a year in and doing pretty well um but again it would be would be nice to sort of feel like it was like the case was optional rather than necessary
0: yeah and these new phones definitely felt like a nod to that kind of general direction um, yeah. yeah, I think you could definitely get by. Obviously, the the band, the aluminium band that wraps around the phone is still there. Um, yep. So that is still, I would say, as slippy as it's ever been. Um, but I think the glass on the back and obviously the front, there's enough contact there with your hand when you're holding it so that the aluminium being slippery isn't really an issue. It's kind of offset by the glass. Yeah. Um, one thing that surprised me, actually, were the colours um the the gold color now it kind of surprised me how nice that was now i i would never never get the the gold but if you're in the market for that kind of color phone i think you stand to be very pleasantly surprised by that gold in in person it looks really nice i was kind of disappointed um you you know if you go to apple.com and go to the iphone section they kind of they kind of lead the page with that um that kind of gold color in their marketing Yep. Um, when I when I first saw that, I was a bit like, mm, I don't I don't really like that colour at all. It just didn't come didn't come across well on screen, but in person, really liked it. Um, again, hmm. not, not for me, but if if it is for you, then I think you know if you were someone who went for rose gold or gold before, you might be pleasantly surprised by this. Um, but it's it's the, the fact that it comes with a, with a white front. It, it still just <laughs> rules it out. And I was looking closely... You've, you've never liked that. No, but I, I think I've got good reason to, beyond the subjectiveness of white, cases, uh, white fronts versus the, the black fronts on the space grey, in that if, if you look carefully around near where the sensors are and the, the perimeter of the screen and where yeah. the speaker grille is, it almost looks like the white weakens. Almost to the point right. where it almost looks like it's just starting to see some kind of, you know, a shadow of the components that lie behind it. So in the case of the screen, it almost looks like there's a, almost like a drop shadow or like a, an inner shadow, if we're going to talk in Photoshop terms, almost <laughs> around the perimeter of that screen. It doesn't look like yep. pure white and then it stops and then it's a the screen. It's almost like there's this murky two or three, maybe two millimeters around the perimeter of the screen and the, uh... I guess it's a proximity sensor in the headphone, uh, not the headphone, the speaker grill. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, something just doesn't look 100% about it. And I don't think that's specific to the iPhone 8. I've seen it. Uh, my mum's got a 6 Plus in gold, so obviously that's got the white front. Um, my dad's iPad Pro. He's got a gold one, I think. Um, again, right. and I see similar similar traits on those. So yeah Hmm. just i i I just couldn't couldn't get it it's got to be a a, there's only one option for me it has to be space gray because um i really like the 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 black face of the phone interestingly Uh, though on the 10 the fact that it comes with that on the white or the space gray version for the first for the first time ever that kind of makes the the white 10 or the white backed 10 a contender in terms
1: of your preference it's uh certainly yeah it meets that criteria yeah it absolutely um, does
0: and it's kind of reminds me of my white iphone 3g <laughs> so nostalgia is starting to kick in a little bit there as well being like oh yeah maybe you could go back to the to the early days but yeah yeah we'll we'll see we'll
1: see uh i i did wonder with the um with the eight and with that sort of glass kind of feel for it um I actually have been slightly surprised that they didn't go for sort of adding more colours, um, just because it 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 looks to me. And obviously, I've not actually seen one in real life yet. Um, I'm in New Zealand now, and no Apple stores for us. Um, I'm sure I'll see one sooner or later, though. There there are shops selling them and everything, so you know they'll they'll be in the wild um, eventually. But I I kind of looked at the at this design with the with the with the glass back and um it kind of looked to me like they could have got away with having having some sort of um yeah different colors i'm thinking more like sort of five five c kind of era but obviously not plasticky yeah um and whether we could have gotten away with um with having some brighter colors in there um i imagine if they do a, a red version for example of the phone it'll look really great under that glass
0: yeah, really it really, um, it so really the, would it really would yeah
1: um um so it, it sounds to me from your experience though that this is um it's the absolute you know final polish on on this form factor and this design
0: yeah i mean it's, they they are great phones i mean the the seven six s that came before and the six good phones um and, and yeah i think this is like an, a final layer of polish and that's before we start thinking about things like the wireless charging as a bonus. Um, yeah. I think that stands to be a, a really nice feature. Probably one that I don't really take, I don't think too much about it now, but I think when I have the phone, I will like it more than I'm expecting to like it right now. That's kind of where I think I am on, on it. Um Felt kind of odd though yeah. in the store, because um, they had a few... um I think there was a Mophie charging pad that they had. You know, they have like the big um, sort of tables with the phones on in the yep. stores. They had a couple of pads, I think one from Belkin maybe and another one from Mophie. They just kind of had them on the on the table so you could chuck the phones down and see what happens when yeah, you know, they charge wirelessly. And it just felt odd not seeing kind of like a pristine Apple designed one there. <laughs> i don't know i would say there's nice as those and the pads were fine you yeah, know they were they were nice enough but it yeah they kind of felt like the equivalent of a kind of like a, a pc monitor you might find in an office versus a thunderbolt display right um and on, on that subject there was kind of, just across the way from in the apple store towards the back there was um they had a few of those lg monitors on display yeah that they were trying to push the uh the mac pro (laughs) um i'd be amazed if anyone actually goes in and buys one of those now but um yeah they had a mac pro hooked up to the 27 inch lg 5k the one with the massive forehead Um, yeah and then they had a 4k lg 20 something inch four maybe um hooked up to a macbook and it just felt it felt strange having just walked from the table with the iphones on seeing these third-party, plasticky, PC-monitor-looking charging pads, then walking yeah. a few steps, and then you're confronted with a rather plasticky, crummy-looking monitor. I mean, the actual display was was great, don't get me wrong. And, you know, you yeah, look-
1: but it's the finish, it's the bevel, and and everything else on it just doesn't feel like it's the same quality when you look across to the iMac that's sat not too far absolutely. away. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And it just felt just felt weird. It gave the impression that Apple is more of a confused company right now than it was a short time ago. Almost like we're in like a transition. And I suppose we are when you think about yeah. it because we're waiting for a new wave of Apple products to come in. Um but one thing we've got the Pro display that presumably is launching alongside the new Mac Pro so that'll kind of
1: sometime whenever next year i guess yeah so
0: i guess that'll clean up that area of the store in that the old map will go away and with it the lg monitors will too um and we're waiting for the air power pad which presumably the mophie and the belkin charging pads will be demoted to kind of you know in my local store you kind of you've got the downstairs bit where the main products are and you go upstairs and you kind of got all the accessories and the cases and yeah odds and ends
1: yes yeah, so, so they'll be put back on the shelf they'll be put back up work? there
0: and there'll be some air power yeah. ones on display downstairs with, alongside the phones um, Yeah, but yeah it, it just it just gave a, a confusing appearance i haven't been in an apple store for a long time and it's always been you go in there and everything is apple unless you go yeah. upstairs to the accessories where you get some third party yeah, you know, odds and ends but yeah just felt felt a little bit strange um I did get a glimpse of as to how the benches in the in the store worked, which was quite interesting. Because um, you know they have sort of benches that run along uh, along the sides of the stores. Yes. So you kind of got the yeah. uh, the freestanding tables in the middle, and then the benches that run up the sort of left and right side of the store. I was using an iPhone eight plus on one of those benches along the side of the store, and they kind of had those little security tags that kind of stick to the phone. Um, yep. And one of them was faulty and it kept going off. And to turn off the security buzzer, which was really quite loud and annoying everybody, um, they kind of pulled the the bench. One of the employees asked everyone to stand back and he pulled this bench. And I couldn't see any kind of obvious runners or, or legs for this bench. The whole thing looked like it was supported somehow. The whole thing pulled away from the wall, revealing yep. all of the the power and all the security equipment. Um <laughs> and yeah it was just kind of you know a lot of work went into the design of that bench you could tell and when you just stood at it using the new iphone or the new ipad or whatever's come out you don't give it the slightest bit of thought um yeah but it's it just just a reminder really of how much thought does go into those stores um it's, it's quite and they impressive. are
1: they are fully fully designed by apple and everything as well aren't they that they're, they're they're an expression of of apple's apple's design yeah all the way through so
0: product in their own right you know, that, i would say
1: yeah so that there's a bit of eye of or whoever you know has gone into uh designing that 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 very bench yeah. um that's that's quite cool you don't often sort of get to see behind the scenes in the store like that yeah it, um, it did
0: shatter the illusion somewhat of the of the store because <laughs> in when when the <laughs> electronics were revealed and you know all the power and the alarm systems and stuff it was a, it was all a bit of a mess back there (laughs) and and you could kind of see it was all a bit beat up it it felt like an old apple store all of a sudden
1: all right Uh, okay
0: like scrapes and dings and things all over stuff yeah yeah there's an interesting glimpse nevertheless cool yeah that's pretty much all i've got to say on on that bit i guess other than (laughs) ios felt really quick (laughs) quicker than my six
1: yeah but then you're going to find that with Almost any phone you pick up in the store now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Dave. Even the SE. (laughs) Yeah. um, uh, Tabby's on my 6, my old 6, and um, it's slow, and she's still on um, iOS 10. So it's going to get slower pretty soon. Yeah,
0: she's going to love iOS 11.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that may hasten um, phone purchasing decisions.
0: I do do feel I've gotten used to it in a way, gotten used to the slowness. Yeah. Um which probably isn't no, you do, isn't a good thing really, mm, but
1: you do adjust, um, but you'll you'll soon love the speed of anything new, so
0: mm. yeah. I I don't know, the whole thing yesterday I went in there kind of hoping one way or another to be convinced to get the eight plus or convinced definitely not to get the eight plus. And I feel like I've yep. come away Almost humbled that the 8 and the 8 Plus are really good phones and they'd probably be really good for me and, you know, good for loads of other people. And obviously there's still that nagging voice that, you know, this 10 is coming out. And if I'm potentially getting sucked in by the hype for the 8 and the 8 Plus, of which there is very little hype, Mm. just wait until the 10 starts to ship and pre orders. And if I've sort of jumped and gone for an 8 Plus now, I fear I'm going to yep. seriously regret it when sort of ten time comes around. Um, that being said, I'll probably then realise that I won't be able to get hold of a ten until February next year, <laughs> and then just go out and buy an eight plus and wish I'd bought one sooner. But yeah, hey-ho. but then
1: at least that's a, that's a balanced and um, informed decision by that point. So yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think there's any other way of doing it because I can almost guarantee that. Um, if you did go straight for the plus now you are going to be kicking yourself you know a few weeks time um as sort of as as the the 10 goes into the wild
0: yeah this is true and also the 10 does ship on my birthday so i've got this feeling that everything's just you know going to line up perfectly and that i'm almost meant <laughs> to get the 10 and it will ship on my birthday and arrive on my birthday and it'll be the best day ever
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Much fanfare. Okay, so um, new phones to one side and and Apple stores and everything else. Um, We've got a new version of iOS that has come out now. So we're onto iOS 11. Um, And lots of people are updating their apps. And I think I've had loads of updates myself um, this last week, just sort of drop all at once as everything became available and ready. Dave, have you been working on something new? Have you, have you got a new version of one of your apps coming uh, through as well?
0: Yeah, so I've got a new version of Space Readers, which is currently uh, waiting for review. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> hey, um, yeah, that it actually got rejected the first time. Um, I had some weird bug that was um, basically stopping all of the, the content of the app getting loaded, um, so got that all patched up and sent off to Apple, which is cool. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, we should be able to get it, you know, given the speed of App Store review these days, I'm hoping that sort of uh, what we be Sunday today, so maybe Monday, Tuesday, I'll get a result yep. on that, so that'll be cool. Um, the main motivations behind it were um, not so much iOS 11, Um, It was more to do with making it um, compatible with iPhone X. Yeah. Um, I had a little bit of jigging around to do with um, the UI. There was nothing really horrendously broken. There were just a few bits where things weren't extending all the way to the top of the device. Yeah. Um, So I just needed to go through um, all of my auto layout stuff and, and make sure that was... That was all in line. Uh, so, yeah, all, all that's been sorted out. I've added in the store kit review um, thing, so hopefully now I might get some some reviews on the app. Um, I've, I've kind of got it so that if the app's been loaded a, a certain amount of times, hopefully that will indicate that a user is using it and hopefully enjoying it, so it might pop up a, a prompt for a review. I'd be interested to see how yeah. that works because none of my apps have that yet. I've got it baked into the... Uh, my new version of Armchair, which is still sort of got a bit more development to go on that yet. Um, yeah. So I don't actually have any live apps with that in. Um, I've heard good things, though. Developers have seemed to have had some good results of it. But given yeah, that. Yeah, I've
1: seen, seen a few things where um, it's sort of been quite an uplift um, in terms of apps, you know, suddenly getting a hell of a lot more reviews. Yeah. Um,
0: and it's a lot easier, isn't it?
1: yeah in and yeah. Then you can just th- give a think,
0: star and hit go and that's the end of it
1: yeah and I, and i think that's um that's the thing is is that in in my own apps I've got a couple of things that sort of try and nudge nudge people there um in terms of of if they sort of go to um to look for support or or sort of anything like that um I've got that sort of in my help screens um to ask ask people to to go off and and rate and review. But this is the 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 store kit way of doing. This is much more streamlined and and doesn't take them out of the app, does it?
0: No, no, that's it. Um, it's yeah. You just get a pop up. You can select between one and five stars and just hit go, and you know it's all over, which is which yeah. is super nice. Um, I think in iOS 11 that is the only way you're allowed to ask for reviews now. Okay. So if you, obviously if, I guess if you've got apps in the store now that you haven't updated that are still kicking around yeah. from iOS 9 and 10, and you're asking for reviews, say, just in your help screen or something, then, yeah, that's cool. But if you go to update it, I think you stand to get uh, a rejection if you don't implement this new new way of doing it.
1: That's that's interesting. Yeah, it's certainly something to, uh, for me to bear in mind when, when I get my new updates through.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, biggest, the biggest time sink, actually, for all of this update was making some videos for the App Store previews. Yep. So I've got videos now for all of the device sizes, which is something I didn't have before. Um, and I've had to um, sort out a privacy policy as well because I wanted to have the app, because it's you know it's made for kids, so I wanted it to fall under the made for kids section in the App Store. Yeah. Um, but in order to have it in that section, you have to have a privacy policy. So right. um, I had to spend some time sort of figuring all that out as well. Um, yeah luckily the app doesn't really do anything with data you don't need an account it doesn't try and suck up any data at all so you know the privacy policy was basically we don't collect anything so don't worry um obviously said a bit nicer than that but um (laughs) so yeah again um be interesting to see if being in the made for kids section has any sort of knock-on effect in terms of downloads um the biggest thing though is that i've gone paid up front so that'll that will be interesting to see if I get any downloads at all, given the fact that people have to pay now. Um, I'm hoping that now I've got some, um, you know, some good app store videos and, uh, I've kind of, um, obviously optimised the app now for the new, new data you can input into the app store and it's in the made for kids section. Hopefully it's, hopefully I might stand a chance at some downloads, but yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Maybe check in, um, in two or three weeks and and see where things are oh, that would be that would be cool to find out you probably see that i've gone back to free within app purchase by that point <laughs>
1: <laughs> no one's downloading my uh, app <laughs> no but th- these things need to be tried um i've uh yeah i mean we've, we've talked a few times before where i've been mulling um different business models from my own apps over and yeah obviously, i've I've not actually done anything on with either of them um in terms of changing so how they are they're paid up front at the moment um both both Holovid and go v j um but certainly for for the video mixing app that sort of seems to be working still so i'm i'm very loath to really change it too far right now um but at some point I will get round to giving it a try with with Hollywood because I think there's there's perhaps something better to be done there. Um, yeah, it's uh, just the sort of tweaks we have to do to sort of make sure things are still viable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I still keep living in hope that we're going to get get some trials for paid upfront apps, but we are where we are. Yeah, yeah. No, I
1: think that's. Yeah, I'd be surprised if we see that anytime too soon.
0: So how have you found testing on the iPhone X in the simulator?
1: So I don't have a hell of a lot to say about testing on, on the, the iPhone X other than um, I think the more I was exposed to it in the simulator, the more it was making me want the new phone.
0: Yes, I had that exact same feeling. Um, you might see me tweet in the week about it.
1: And I think I might have missed that, Dave, actually. I'm, I'm not always in uh, in sync at the moment on the timeline.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I, had, I had that exact thing that the more I was testing my apps in it, um, I, I think I was testing Armchair in the 10, probably for about half an hour, just like going back and forth between code and simulator. And yeah. then I'd made some UI changes, and I thought, oh, I better just check that on the, on the Plus. Yep. So I fired up the, uh, the Plus Simulator and it was just kind of like, oh, what's this? This feels odd.
1: Yeah, because you've got the shape of the phone, haven't you, in the, in the simulator for um, Xcode 9? Yeah. So you're immediately sort of presented back with, with the sort of older shape.
0: Yeah, the only way I can describe it is, do you remember when the, the, um, the thin IMAX came out? When was that, 2013 sort of-ish time? Um, yep. And I remember as part of their kind of slides on stage, I think Phil Schiller was saying, yeah, the new iMac, it's brilliant. And um, just in case you weren't convinced, here's a picture of the old one. And all of a sudden, it just made that old IMAX feel really old. Yeah, the old <laughs> kind of slightly fatter one. Yeah, and I say fatter. What was it? Only like an inch, but <laughs> nevertheless. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was that kind of same feeling, uh, and and again, just the the screen being completely square. It it just felt very dated all of a sudden, mm. and then going back to the ten, it was like, oh, this is really nice, um, and I kind of like the way that um, obviously armchairs made up of a lot of sort of navigation controllers, and the color of the navigation bar. Kind of extends all the way to the top and sort of makes the notch kind of makes a an interesting shape out, out yep. of it and i I kind of like it I you know I'm seeing a lot of a lot of hate for the notch, but i I kind of like that it makes a you know it does make kind of an interesting shape albeit I'm sure it, it will get in the way at dif- at different points but um, it
1: sort of gives um yeah provides a, a definition to to the phone though still and i've seen the argument made a lot and i think there was something in there in terms of um of apple kind of needing a visual identity for the new phone um but, you know obviously we don't have the home button anymore so that, that's quite a big difference and yeah you know, without having the notch um it would just kind of potentially look like any other edge-to-edge phone um so I, I don't know, I think the more that I've been exposed to it in the simulator, the same as yourself, um, the more I sort of feel like it, it, it it's not going to bother me and it does it does look like it kinda of makes sense and and um yeah, I really don't think I'm going to mind the effect of the notch at all um on the ten
0: just wait until they finally make like the iPhone 15 and they're like great news everyone we've removed the notch and then we'd be like yeah the notch is gone we hated the notch but right now we're like, oh
1: yeah the notch is great yep yeah exactly the, the the halo effect is is strong at the moment um it's the new new thing um but even so being in the simulator and kind of seeing it sort of testing out some of the apps that um I have to work on at, at Paperkite and um just having that exposure um has given me a feel for what the the 10 is going to be like and notice i'm calling it the 10 now as well um the calling it the x hasn't lasted very long for me Um, you succumbed (laughs) i think think most people around me are calling it the 10 and that's that's sort of had had the effect um even if i did go to call it the x sort of straight away um but no the, the, the more i've been exposed to it um yeah, the, the more it, it just sort of feels like it's making making sense and yeah, the, with navigation controllers that is a a big thing that I, I've sort of noticed is that anything that customizes the colour um on, on the nav bar, um when you get that colour then flowing all the way up to the top of the screen, it, it just kind of um it, it just feels fuller. Yeah. even though you know you're not doing anything with that space other than filling it with the same color and you've then got you know the the status bar stuff is all the way up there as well um but it, it to my my mind it was making yeah it was making the whole app sort of feel like it was fully contained by the phone
0: yeah it emphasizes the edge to edge nature of the phone and the way obviously you've got the, the 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 radius of the the curve of the screen in those top corners yeah. um and the fact that that sort of sort of block color use for the nav nav bar can extend up there and sort of fill that space i think it emphasizes the edge to edge nature of the phone that's, i think that's where i'm coming at it from in the fact that i like it um,
1: yeah and and the same obviously going on um to a degree at the bottom as well in terms of you know under um tab bars as well um you get get that same sort of effect um when the color can go go down to the bottom
0: yeah I'm not sure about this kind of handle that's at the bottom though for uh, yeah the home button replacement yeah I wonder whether that's almost kind of like training wheels at the moment
1: yeah I think so and and there's um there's a couple of things where I, I know in the design guidelines they sort of encourage you to be be sort of careful of of anything that's going to be close to that bar um if you've got stuff in the safe areas, that's fine um but yeah if you have something that goes all the way up to the bottom of the screen i think can't you be kind of uh meeting the the bar that is showing at the bottom there
0: uh yeah Um, i think so but it just um, feels like that bar is there at the moment for people that are kind of like well where's the home button gone and then we can be mm -hmm. like oh don't worry you see that bar think of that as a home button and swipe up on it yeah. And it
1: Yeah. It, uh, and it, it kind of triggers very similar mental logic to um to when apps are full screen yeah. at the moment now. And and then you've kind of got the tug bar that comes up. Yeah. Um
0: so But what what I'm getting at is maybe in say IOS thirteen or fourteen, maybe that bar thing will go away because everyone knows knows what it is now. It's almost like we're in that period of being educated as you know users as a whole are being educated and that bar is an important part of that but then kind of once we've once we've got it maybe it can go away it just feels like it's using a lot of real estate for 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 what it is um maybe i'll feel differently once i've had the phone uh, and used the phone properly Um,
1: i think you're right though and i think there's there's something there where maybe the bar can become thinner or smaller or um, responds to you in a slightly different way so that it's not quite as prevalent um, yeah. but again we're on the first iteration of the os as well in sort of those terms um, and we've we've sort of seen things like this in the past before where you know it gets honed down and gets gets tweaked over time so yeah it just kind of re- be...
0: reminded me of when the original iphone came out and everything was skeuomorphic and kind of part of the thinking behind that was is that if the elements of the ui look like real life objects then people are more likely to sort of make the link and sort of you know find their way around the ui easier and but then obviously over time as people became more familiar and more confident with the os then yeah the decision was then made to go completely flat because people would would know the way around by that point. And I just wonder whether whether we've got something similar going on.
1: I think you could be right. I I wouldn't be surprised if we sort of saw that, like I say, become thinner or or something else like that sort of happen to it over time. Yeah, yeah. I'm having difficulty at the moment imagining it just just going away. Um, But again, you know, a few years from now, maybe that training's been done. Yeah, and, I, and I'm reluctant to
0: kind of make too much of a judgment on it right now until I've used the phone. Yeah. Because it might be the ones I've I've used a 10. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, this makes total sense. Forget everything I've just said, um, <laughs> which could very well be the case.
1: Uh, have you seen the, um, the new um, network activity indicator at the top right?
0: Is that the thing that looks like um, the thing from Knight Rider?
1: Yeah, where it's just pinging, yeah. pinging
0: round and round, yeah. <laughs> It looks like the little red lights on the car from Night Rider. I think that's that's great.
1: Yeah, um, I'm actually yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gearing up to um, to really quite loving iOS 11. I think overall, um, and I think yeah, the the new phone's just going to be quite awesome, really. So I'm I'm fully fully inside the halo at the moment in terms of uh, of uh, my outlook on on the new phones. <laughs>
0: okay so i'd say that's pretty much a show um although just before we go i just wanted to quickly touch on a a new side project i've got on the go it's called read list so that's read spelled r-e-a-d-l-y-s-t um the idea of it kind of came about two or three weeks ago i think um i've been seeing a lot of people on twitter recommending books and I've been trying to make a more of a conscious effort to to read more in general the last uh, sort of month or two and my biggest struggle is finding the books to read Um, okay now I found you know whenever I see things on Twitter it's really cool but then before I know it they've gone from my timeline and I'm like damn it what what was that book and I can't find it and it's a it's a hassle (laughs) so I did start um trying to make a point of like liking all the posts so then I can just go back to my liked posts and find the books. But the trouble yeah. is I like so much on Twitter that then that almost becomes an issue finding the books within all of my liked posts. So uh yeah. yeah. So I figured that maybe it would be cool to kind of start like a, a curated reading list for um sort of creative types entrepreneurs just the generally curious um so i decided to uh get myself a domain name and set up a holding page with um a little sign-up form where you can be alerted for when it launches um yeah part of the motivation there was because you know i've got quite a lot of demands on my time anyway i I need to be careful about just side projects in general because well, I probably don't need to tell you this. They can all of a sudden turn into this like really cool idea you've had, and then all of a sudden you're like, you have spent all this time on it, and you know that's a problem. So yep. I wanted to start just with a just with a holding page to try and sort of gauge demand on it, and, and okay, see, see see if it anyone took. Um, and it seems that have pe- you have you had many? Uh, yeah, it's been really good so far. I've only sort of tweeted a couple of times about it. I don't want to be that guy on Twitter that just constantly tweets about the side projects. <laughs> so I wanted to yeah. um Yeah, try and rein that in a little bit. But every time I've done a tweet about it and I've got a Twitter account um for it as well at Readlist. Um yeah, every time I tweet I get a few more people sign up, so that's really awesome. So it convinces me that there is something there. Um so I'm I'm gonna run with this. I'm gonna go ahead and, and get it built um my th- yep. my thoughts are that um it'll kind of, it'll be obviously a website where you can sort of browse a uh, you know collection of of books and then sort of link off to to Amazon to to go and get them that's kind of my overall thoughts for how it's going to be uh, I, I certainly don't think it's going to be a particularly you know financially rewarding project it's that's kind of not the motivation behind it um it's just no, it's but, sim- but, simply because i want to have I, w- I want that thing for me so i figure if i want it for me then maybe someone else might want it as well and if i can share it with other people that that's cool
1: that's awesome um and I, i'm just curious dave so see so how how's the process sort of going to work so I, I sign up um i sign up on the holding page at the moment with with my email address do you take any other other info or anything uh
0: yeah well obviously it takes kind of like a your name as well um your name email address and then you can recommend a book so if you've got a book that you would like that you think is sort of worthy of going on the site then uh, you can put that in as well uh, right which is also kind of part of um me building it as well because the whole point of this is that i'm looking for books to to read myself which kind of indicates that you know, I could do with some recommendations, so as part of people signing up and recommending books, that kind of helps get it off the ground in the first instance. So, we have got some good books to launch with, um, yeah. It's been great. I mean, some people have like tweeted me separately with a whole list of books in addition to the one they recommended on the sign up <laughs> form. Uh, so, um, yeah, we've had some, had some great books come through, um, and uh, yeah, keep keep them coming.
1: Great stuff. So, that's uh, that's read list, um, so R E A D lyst dot com.
0: That's it. Yep, yeah. and uh, at readlist on Twitter. It's unbelievably hard coming up with a name. That's probably the biggest thing of this. Um, I always struggle yeah. with any new side project, regardless of what it is. I struggle to kind of engage with it until it has a name. Yep. Um. Yeah, just really, really difficult until it has a name. And I, uh, I I'm, I'm looking at the pad of paper I've got in front of me now. Uh, there's probably about two or three A4 pages of. Of just names, and then first of all, you need to find a name you like, yes. And then you need to find a name that isn't, yeah. You know, you can get the domain, you can get the Twitter, you can get you know all the other stuff, and it's just like that, just constantly narrows it down on each and every stage you get to it. Um, and and luckily, know, yeah, kind of settled on Readlist, which I kind of like. Um, yep. I'm still not 100% sure on it, but yeah, you know, <laughs> I had to give it, I had to name it one way or another um and it has I quite grown over like
1: time I, I think it's um you know it's it's distinct enough it, it says what it is um so yeah i i i'm looking forward to seeing it grow dave to yeah. be honest I'm, I'm i'm all signed up myself um and i'm kind of you know waiting to sort of see when 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 your first email or whatever goes out to sort of say everything is is live and up and running yeah
0: well i hope I hope people can uh, get some good use out of it Okay, that just about wraps up this episode. Um, Dave, before we go, where can people find you?
1: Um, you can find my apps at RoboHeads.com. That's RoboHeads spelt with a Z. And you can find me on Twitter at DWRoboHeads, again with a Z at the end. How about you, Dave?
0: Uh, yeah, on Twitter, I am at underscore Dave Knott. You can find my remote control for Cody at armchair-remote.com. And my latest app to help kids learn to read, you can find it at spacereaders.com.